generational curse. Now, number one, we need to understand why we need to listen to a sermon. The purpose of a sermon, uh, Jesus made that very clear to us in John chapter 8, verse 32. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. That's the reason why we must listen to the word of God and with knowledge and with understanding. The word has the power to set his people free. Amen. Free in the sense that you're not yoked to the bondage of the enemy and you are not under the attacks of the enemy in terms of sickness and disease, accidents, catastrophes, strife, and all sorts of problems in the world. Amen. So as you listen to the word this morning, please make up your mind that you're laying hold of the freedom that God has for you. Can we say amen? Amen. Not the freedom to do whatever I want, but the freedom from all demonic attacks and influences. Amen. And all the problems of the world. When we talk about the curse, it's very important that we understand if we don't know the source of our provision, and that's how curses can enter into our lives. If you don't know who is the source of your provision, if you don't know God's way to provide for you, then you get into the lies of the devil, and that's what brings about the curses. If you don't know the truth, then controls and manipulations will happen to you, either by the people around you or by the devils around you. Remember, control and manipulation will come to us by people and then eventually via demons, including religious spirits. And it's very important for us to know, especially the foundational truth to do with your makeup as a person. We need to know that God is the one who created mankind. He created the first man. His name was Adam. He only made one man and then he made his wife for him. And he didn't have to keep breathing. He didn't have to keep making another one. Because he had put procreation on the inside of every couple. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so important. And I want you to look at this scripture in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Remember, the Israelites, they see the acts of God. But Moses knew the ways of God. If you want to be a successful person, if you want to succeed in any area of your life, you must get into knowledge. You must get into understanding. The people know how their computers work. The doctors know how your bodies work. The physicists know how the universe works. It's so important we get into the house. So in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God made, formed man of the dust of the ground, referring to the physical body, and breathed into his nostrils. And what happened? The breath of life, God breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I want you to notice the order. The order is God first made the body with mud. And then what happened? He breathed. 
He breathed into that mud the breath of life. And then the man became a living soul. So it's the spirit first, and then the soul, and then the mud became the living body. So that's the order. Spirit, soul, and body. So every man is primarily a spirit. You are primarily a spirit. And when the fall happened, people put their body first and then put their soul first and then neglected their spirit. The people of this world, even they didn't recognize the spirit. The spirit, the people of this world put the body first and then the will, the thoughts, and the emotions. And some recognized the spirit and some even ignored the spirit. The word of God tells us that we are primarily spirit beings. So you are a hearing and a speaking spirit. You are a hearing and a speaking spirit. That's why words matter. Words matter. What you hear matters. What you speak matters. How many of you have been hurt by words before? Lift up your hands. How many of you have been intimidated or threatened by words before? How many of you have been pleased by words before? How many of you love words that you have heard before? Words are very, very powerful. It's God's spirit that gave birth to your spirit. And then your will and your mind and your emotions came into being. And then your physical body. Do you know what's the difference between you and your dogs? The difference between you and the plants or between you and the birds? You are a living spirit. You are a hearing and a speaking spirit, whereas all the other creations of God, they are not. They are only soulish or just material. Whereas you, you are a living spirit. And that's what promotes you. That what lifts you up above all of other God's creation. Only you can communion with God. Only you can communion with spirits. When I talk to you, especially when I pray for you, it's spirit to your spirit. When I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to your spirit. I'm ministering to you from my spirit to your spirit because it's the spirit that we are ministering through. It's the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is ministering to you through my spirit, ministering to your spirit. Because you are a hearing and a speaking spirit, what you hear and what you speak matters. And that's how blessings and cursings operate. That's how blessings and cursing operate. Let me ask you, what are the other spirits on the earth other than you? What are the other spirits on the earth other than you? Jesus is on the earth. He's walking in the midst of his churches. 
the Holy Spirit is on the earth, residing in your spirit and also around you as well, his presence, because he's omnipresent. Angels are spirits ministering on the earth. And devils are spirits moving on the earth. They are the fallen angels moving on the earth. And your fellow human being, they are also spirits. So you have the spirits of the saints and the spirit of the unborn, not yet born again, or we call them Gentiles. So this world is also inhibited by spirits, inhabited, sorry, inhabited by spirits. Now let's look at the generational issues. We are made to procreate one generation giving birth to the next. And as we procreate, we impart. Generational curses happen or come because of the sin that is involved in the previous generations, sin that had not been repented. And so as a result, they continued from one generation to the next. It could be the sin of anger. It could be the sin of fornication. It could be the sin of rebellion. So sin continued from one generation to the next. And sin gives demons the right to attack and the right to affect people. Wherever there are sin, wherever there is sin, you can find demonic activities. Wherever there is the presence of sin, there is the presence of demons. It's just like if you put a, a, um, a plate of dish on the table, before long, that plate of dish will attract all the flies and attract all kinds of, what do you call them, even those, mini, those tiny um, mini microscopic flying things that, that, you know, will hover around that, that piece of dish. The Asian culture and the history of the Asian people is a history of ancestral worship. In the Asian culture, they worship ancestors. So what that is, is a controlling spirit a controlling spirit. And that's why it's not uncommon to see the parents in an Asian family controlling the children. And it's not uncommon to see the grand and even the great-grandparents controlling the children and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. The Western culture and the history of the Western civilization is a history of individualism. And you can see a history of rebellious spirits, a history of rebellious activities. Why is that so? It's because they refuse to know the truth and they refuse to submit to the truth. They refuse to submit to God who is the creator of this whole universe and the creator of mankind. And as a result, they worship idols. And as a result, they are subject to the influence and the manipulation and the attacks of demons. The reality of blessing and cursing. Blessing and cursing, they are very, very real. And none can escape from them. 
until you are covered by the blood of Jesus. Blessing and cursing is a spiritual law. There are spiritual laws that are above human reasoning, above the natural laws. We call them physics. God has ordained the spiritual law of blessing and cursing like he has ordained the natural law of gravity and lift or the biological law of growth and decay. They are laws. They are irrevocable, real, and working laws. They work the same for every man, everywhere, at all times. That's why they are called laws. Blessings and curses are spiritual forces that can be activated or deactivated because they are laws. It's just like you can switch on the light, you can switch off the light. I want you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 to 28. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 to 28. Well, God says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And if you turn it around, my people are promoted for knowledge. When you have knowledge, then you have God's promotion. When you have knowledge, then you have God's blessing. Knowledge is very, very important. That's why the word of God says that with all you're getting, get understanding. It's not just reciting your Bible. It's not just knowing your Bible by heart, but understanding. Understanding and knowing God's heart. Understanding and knowing God's way of doing things. And the minute the understanding comes, the light comes and devils have to flee. When I say devils have to flee, I'm talking about the demons that oppress you, the devils that lie to you, the devils that keep you in bondage, the devils that drive you so that you're angry, the devils that talk to you so that you're in self-pity. So please understand that all destructive forces, they are released by demons because they are the destructive agents, okay? They are the destructive agents. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 to 28. Behold, God is saying, look, I want you to see. I want you to look. I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. I'm putting that before you. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you this day. Look at verse 28. And a curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. So what is God saying? God is saying, I'm putting this before you. Please have a look. You can activate blessing or cursing by your relationship with me. By your relationship with me, you can activate cursing or blessing. God had already put that in place. When we talk about cursing, we're not talking about, you know, the people of the world, you know, swearing and cursing. No, we're not talking about that because that is just verbal. We're talking about what is spiritual. What can bring more damage at the same time? What can bring more goodness? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. 
And all these blessings, the word to bless means giving you the power to prosper. Giving you the power to prosper. Your body needs to prosper. Your lungs need to be able to function well every day, not to decay, not to degenerate. Your heart needs to function every day, function well every day, not to degenerate, not to decay. Your mind, your memory needs to function well every day. Every part of us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet need to be blessed. Can we say amen? Amen. And all these blessings shall come on you. Come on you. It's not what you earn. Come on you and overtake you. You don't even have to chase after them. They will come on you and they will overtake you and your your, what is your part? Your part is to hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. That means you're living in this relationship. You're fellowshipping with God and you're hearing him. You're listening to him. The word becomes real to you, becomes your daily leading and guidance. And then the same place, the same chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15. But it shall come to pass if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses will come on you and overtake you. Well, how many of you have heard of opposites? The opposite of blessings will be cursing. The opposite of health will be sickness. The opposite of joy will be sorrows. The opposite of hope will be despair. You can't say, I just want hope. But you need to understand what despair is. You can't say, I just want health. You need to know how sickness will come. Why? In order that you can fight them back. In order that you can resist them. In order that you can reject them. In order that you are not ignorant and you are not naive and you are not like Snow White. You are not like that Snow White that would take the apple that is toxic. It is not good for Christians to be naive. It is not good for Christians to be ignorant. Say to the person next to you, it's not good for you to be ignorant. Amen. So God is telling them that they can invoke either blessing or cursing on themselves. And God did this to prepare them before they entered the promised land. God told Moses all of this to tell the Israelites, to tell the people before they entered into the promised land because God said to them that you're going to conquer them. I'm going to give you their land. But before I give you the land, you need to know that this is very, very important. You can invoke blessing or you can invoke cursing on yourself. So take the pick, choose. Your choice matters. God is uncompromisingly merciful and righteous. Some Christians claim to just focus on mercy, grace, and blessings. 
They say that we are New Testament Christians. Christ had become sin for us. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. You are right to an extent. The scriptures are right. The scriptures are true. But let me ask you a question. Does it mean that you can continue to sin and have no consequences? No. Does it mean that God will just favor you and you can do whatever you want? Does it mean that your character doesn't matter? No. It is so important. It is so important that we understand the integrity of God. We must know the integrity of God. We must know that God is the righteous judge and he sits on the throne judging right. Amen? Amen? So can we just keep getting blessed despite of our character, despite of what we do? Yes or no? No, no, no. And let me ask you another question. What about degree? I'm blessed, but let me ask you a question. Can you be more blessed? Can you be more and more blessed? I'm healthy. Let me ask you a question. Do you still have headache from time to time? Do you still have stomachache from time to time? So can you be more and more healthy? Can you operate in divine health? Are we just surviving? Christians, should we be just surviving? Should we be just surviving? No, we can be more and more blessed. Can we be more and more powerful? Let me ask a musician. I'm already playing the keyboard. I'm already playing the piano. Can you play better and better? Can you play better and better? Can you be a stronger and stronger Christian? Can you be a more and more powerful Christian? Amen. Can you serve the Lord more and more? I know how to play the song, but can you play the song? Have you practiced so much at home that you can play it without reading the music? That you can actually get into the worship when you're playing. Can we, can, can we say amen? amen? Lift up your hands with me and say, I want to do better. I want to go higher. I want more and more blessings. More and more power. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me to Psalm 9, verse 4. Psalm 9, verse 4. This is David speaking. He said, for you have maintained my right and my cause. That's what a lot of people cared about. My right. I did it my way. My right. My cause. That's what David is saying. But David is saying that because he has, depend, he has depended on God for his justice. He's not trying to push his justice. He's not trying to, to find justice for himself. He's completely, totally dependent on God. And he's very blessed. He said, Lord, you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat in the throne judging right. How many of you know that when it comes to trusting the Lord, it's not just about me. It's not just about yourself. God is the judge, not of you only. He's the judge of your family. He's the judge of your community. He's the judge of your nation. He's the judge globally. He's the judge worldwide. Can we say amen? And the more you know God, the bigger and bigger your circle becomes. 
You're no longer that self-centered. You're no longer that egocentric. And you're no longer that selfish. Why? Because the circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Can we say amen? And then in Acts chapter 10, verse 34, Acts 10, 34, God is no respecter of persons. God has no favorites. God has no favorites. In fact, listen to me, church. It's very important. God's judgment is so uncompromising. God's judgment is so uncompromising. Even Jesus when he had put all of our sin upon himself, he could not escape the wrath of God. He could not escape the judgment of his father. If mercy is the way, easy and convenient way, mercy and grace, if, they, if that's the easy and convenient way to get out of any sinful behavior, sinful characteristics, then Jesus would have had it that way. He would not have to die a gruesome death. Isn't that very clear? If God could just excuse his only begotten son, Jesus, by using mercy and grace, then Jesus wouldn't be crucified on the cross. He was crucified on the cross as a substitute for you and for me. There's no other way and there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So we cannot just embrace blessings and ignore curses. We need to know both. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. I'm fully convinced that too many Christians, they just buy the gospel of grace and they don't work on their character. They don't work on their own way of serving God or their way, you know. And as a result, you are not getting the blessings or the fullness of the blessings that God wants to give to you. Go with me to Romans chapter 11, verse 22. Romans eleven twenty-two. How many of us know that there is a 30 degree blessing, but there is also a 100 degree blessing? You can go up the 30 degree to the 50 degree to the 60 degree to the 70 degree to the 100 degree blessing. Romans chapter 11 verse 22. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. The Bible is very balanced. The goodness of God and the strictness of God. The goodness and the severity of God. God is uncompromisingly merciful and righteous at the same time. Can we say amen? Now let's try to understand curses. To curse means to execrate. To execrate means to enforce punishment against what is dangerous and corrupt. How many of you would say that you would curse COVID? Would you curse the COVID virus? Would you do that? Why? So that it won't spread. So that it won't continue. 
To curse means to stop it. To stop it from procreating. To stop it from working. To stop it from spreading. To curse means to doom it to fail. To stop the spread of wickedness through a person or a group of people. Let me give you an example. Sickness. How many of you know that sickness can be spread vertically from one generation to the next? That's why when you go to a doctor, the doctor will ask you, what about your parents? Do they have any, any sickness that you know? It's generational, heart problem, thalassemia, uh, any other sickness that you know? Uh, sugar diabetes. So sickness can be passed from one generation to the next, even mentally, mental problems, depression. And sickness can also be spread horizontally from one person to the next in the same generation, in the same place. And that's why the cross is so powerful. The cross takes care of all the curses vertically and diagonally. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sin. Amen. Amen. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 27 to chapter 30, you understand the curse of disobedience. You understand the curse of defying divine justice. Let me ask you, the reason why we live in Brisbane, we live in Australia, is because there is proper law and order. So let's say if they're cancelling the police, you know, some people have suggested let's just cancel the police, you know, get rid of all the policemen. Would you live in a society like that? No. Law and order must be enforced. There is no proper functioning and there is no prosperity without enforcing law and order. So whenever God enforces law and order, it's not because he is cruel, it's because he is good. Can we say amen? Amen. It's very important. And uh, curse, the curse works as a law of doom and destruction. The curse works as a law of doom and destruction. Demons, that's why demons come in. Devils are agents of doom and destruction. They are legally allowed to continue their work of attacks and destruction until the person repents, until the person comes to the Lord and sincerely repents of his or her sin, giving his or her life to the Lord Jesus Christ and accepting Jesus as his or her Lord and Savior. And another way that you can stop devils from attacking you is through your prayers. And attacking your children and your grandchildren is through your prayers of intercession. Your prayers of intercession will provide for a covering over your children. Your prayers of intercession will cover them. And the Holy Spirit will do his best to enlighten them and bring them to knowledge and repentance. It's important. And as your pastor 
or if you're in another church, your pastors should be praying and covering you. That's where your spiritual protection is. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. And it's important for us to know that not only people are cursed. Material objects can be cursed too. What do I mean? Remember in Genesis chapter 3, what happened to the ground when Adam sinned? What happened to the ground? It was cursed. And what happened to Cain when he murdered Abel? What happened to the ground? Cursed again. And that's why they had to sweat. They had to toil in order that they can have uh, production. Go with me to Mark chapter 11, verse 21. Mark eleven twenty-one. So fruitfulness is a blessing. Barrenness is a curse. If you look at Mark chapter 11, verse 21, and Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree that you cursed is withered away. So Jesus activated the law of cursing. He cursed the fig tree. Why? Because the fig tree was full of leaves and had no fruit. So how did he do it? He cursed the roots. So when the roots are cursed, all the leaves eventually wither. They didn't see it to begin with. But after they had come back, they noticed, wow, the leaves had all withered. Understand how devils work. You may feel good for some time. The Bible talks about the pleasures of sin for a season. You may feel good, but eventually you will feel bad. Because after the roots are cursed, the leaves will wither and the whole tree will fall off. The Bible calls it the planting of righteousness. We are the trees of the Lord, the planting of righteousness. But if you no longer worship the Lord... You're giving your breath to idols. You're giving your words to demons. So what happened is that you've activated the law of cursing. And as a result of that, the whole tree will wither and fall off. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So if you look at um, Numbers chapter 22, you read that chapter for yourself. Remember Balaam. Balaam was hired to curse the Israelites. And yet he couldn't curse them. Why? Because God had them covered. So being covered is very important. It's very important that we cover each other in love. And it's very important that you allow your elders to cover you. And the, and the Balaam could not curse God's people. However, he got them to curse themselves. How? By them getting married with the Gentiles. When the Israelites disobey the word of God and marry the non-Israelites or the Gentiles who worshipped idols, who worshipped other gods, what happened? As soon as they did that, they activated the law of cursing. They cursed themselves, even though Balaam couldn't curse them. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, we read just now the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. So that means curse is built into the law. Curse is already built into the law. God did not have to curse you every time. No. God did not curse people, but he had placed, put in place the law of blessing and cursing. It's important that we understand that. So blessing and cursing, they are already built into God's divine law by which he holds all mankind accountable for our actions. Why? Because God is the righteous judge. Can we say amen? So both the Old and the New Testament are consistent with each other. They both depict God as being one at the same time, a God of mercy and a God of judgment. You cannot passively believe God and do whatever you want. You must call upon, ask, seek, and knock for blessings to be released to you. I've not had even one time where the enemy attacked me. I just sit there and do nothing and the devils will go away. I have to rebuke them. I have to cast them out. I have to command the pain to go. I was doing a little bit of lifting in my house, tidying the rooms. And when I woke up this morning, my hip was hurting so bad. Here, this part, my bone. And I just said to the, I just said, devil, get out in the name of Jesus. Get out of all my bones. Get out of my body. You're not allowed to stay here. You're not allowed to put pressure on my nerves. You're not allowed to afflict me with pain. Get out in the name of Jesus. I'm now without pain. And the same with God. If you want God to bless you, you need to ask. Jesus said you have not because you ask not. Be very careful if you don't pray. If you have a problem with prayer and words don't come to you, you you have a spiritual problem, not so much a physical problem. It's because you haven't activated yourself in the law of blessing. You seldom pray. You seldom bless yourself. You seldom bless others. The word of God says that my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. That means you should activate the law of blessing with your tongue. Too many of us, we're too used to activating the law of cursing with our tongue. Who do you think you are? I'm angry with you. What are you doing? What are you doing? You lazy bum. Why don't you do something? We're cursing all the time. The tongue is so used to cursing. It's time to change. Say to the person next to you, it's time to change. It's time to change. Bless. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. And then you pray as well. Lord, I worship you. You are such a good God. I'm so thankful you've blessed me with health and healing. I'm so thankful that you've blessed me with all my beautiful brothers and sisters in the church. I'm so blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed with a wonderful husband. I'm blessed with a beautiful wife. I just want to say thank you to you. Just to say thank you to you. Train yourself. 
practice, practice praying, practice praying, practice blessing the Lord. Why are you quiet? Why are you so quiet? Why are you so quiet? Even the rocks will cry out. Say to the person next to you, I'm not quiet anymore. Praise God. Amen. Activate yourself. You go to the gym, you exercise your legs, you exercise your bellies. Why don't you exercise your tongues for God? Amen. Amen. But you say, but Pastor Dora, I don't know how to pray. Just whatever. Whatever comes to you to give thanks for. I'm sure you have something to be grateful about. Amen. I'm so grateful for my job that I've got. I'm so grateful for my job that I've obtained. And thank you, Lord, that you're giving me favor with my boss. Amen. That all my colleagues like me. I'm a blessing to all those that are at work with me. Can we say amen? Amen. If you would put some effort, I'm sure you know how to pray. Is that okay? Is that okay? Can I ask you to lift all your hands and say, I will open my mouth in prayer, in praise, and giving thanks to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. And what about devils? Curse them. What about demons? Cast them out. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. I'm so worried about my job. I'm so worried about my company. I'm so worried about my business. What do you do? Cast them out. You foul demon of worries. You're not allowed to get my mind into the worrying mode. Get out in the name of Jesus. You know your mind? As soon as the whispering devils talk something, your mind starts... And you see nothing but problems, 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 problems. Rebuke the devil. Get out in the name of Jesus. Why don't we get into the blessing, 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 blessing. One blessing leads to the next. One blessing leads to the next. And one blessing. Oh, give more, more and more blessings. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Glory. Amen. So who is the one to activate the law of blessing and cursing? I am. I am. Go with me to Psalm 107, verse 33 to 35. Psalm 107. He turns rivers into a wilderness. Water springs into dry ground. Now, if we continue to condone abortion, gender culture, I won't be surprised to see rivers turned into wilderness, water springs to dry ground. Prosperity, we just leave like that. Because whatever we choose have a consequence. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. God is not talking to the Gentiles. He's talking to his own people, the Jews. If any one of us have studied the history of Israel, you would pay better attention to how we conduct our lives. So that's the law of cursing. Cursing. 
And then here you have the law of blessing. He turns the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. God can do that for you within a short time. It's just like Jesus, he turned right away water into wine. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Spiritual forces operate by association, influence, conversation, transmission, transfer. What has been harbored in your heart or in your mind, meditated on in your imagination, your heart and soul, for some time will eventually get into your spirit. That's why you question, people question, if your God is so good, how come he sends people to hell? He does not want to. But because they have been harboring what is bad, what is evil, what is destructive, they've been meditating on that. They've been desiring that. They've been thinking that. They have been imagining that. So all those evil and ugliness transmitted from their souls into their spirit and they become irredeemable. Irredeemable. Remember the scripture says there are some that I don't even ask you to pray for them. It's not that God doesn't want to. How many of you have heard sometimes the doctor open a body and say, sorry, we can't do anything for this person because all the cancer has spread. Not because they don't want to. That's why I say to you, there are degrees. Degrees. We need to get better and better. Can we say amen? Spirits can transmit, listen to me carefully, through sexual intimacy, soul tie with close siblings, with friends. Spirits can transmit through interactions and friendships. Through birth as well, especially parents that serve Satan or are in Satan worship or in their cults. Or when a person is making idols, in the process of making an idol, let's say making a Buddha, making a dragon, or making a feng shui, devils can come in through the thoughts and the skills, the imaginations, and attach themselves both to the person and to the object. Uh, if you can give out the flyers, yes, the handouts to do with the accounts in English and in Chinese. Another channel through which devils can come is, another channel through which devils can come in is the word. You can read them after. Please understand that you can curse yourself. If you keep saying, I'm no good, you're cursing yourself. If you say that I'm just like this, I'm just stubborn, you're cursing yourself. If you keep saying, I think I'm very stupid, I, I'm not wise, I'm not clever, I'm just stupid, you're cursing yourself. 
For some reason, I always have accidents, you know. After three months, I, my car will get into another accident. You're cursing yourself. Mom, I think you're old, so maybe that's why, you know, you have sickness. You're cursing your mom because you believe in that. Words are very powerful. One more time, say to yourself, I am a hearing and speaking spirit. Speaking negative about yourself or especially when you watch the news a lot and you listen to a lot of conspiracy theories because understand that faith cometh by hearing. What is fear? Fear is negative faith. Fear is negative faith. So if you hear what is negative, you hear what's negative, I say to you just now that you are hearing spirit. And that's why you start to believe. How do I know that I believe? Because you are concerned. If you don't believe that, you won't be concerned. It's very important that we be totally honest. The Holy Ghost will challenge you. I've had the Holy Spirit saying to me, well, you will not be concerned. It, it won't even bother you if you don't believe that. You can, you know, I try to find faith in fear or faith in uh, people hurting me. I can't find it. Why? Because the anointing has already destroyed that yoke. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So the key is working on yourself, not working on others. Amen. Remember, say to yourself, remember, I am a hearing and speaking spirit. What I hear and what I speak matters. If you don't believe my word, let's go to the word of Jesus. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37. Matthew 12, 37. For by your words, you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. Whose words? Whose words? Idle words. Words that don't mean anything, you know. I made the mistake before. I said, I'm just talking. Well, Jesus corrected me. No, you don't just talk. <laughs> Idle words, negative talks are not good for us. Why? Because that means you're opening your mouth and you're sending out bullets for the devils. <laughs> and you're not even in control. Your words are just wandering and the devils are waiting to catch your words to hurt you. Demons have to catch your words to hurt you. Devils have to catch your words to hurt you. Faith is positive. Faith centers on God. Fear is negative. Centers on men. Listen to me. No matter how bad the world is, even the world is in recession or inflation, whatever they say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. <laughs> I've been redeemed from all the curses of the law because I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Not just my Savior, but my Lord. Amen. 
not just Savior, but my Lord. Even though the world is infested with COVID, I am redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. For by your words, you shall be justified. Can we say amen? Say with me, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Redeemed from sickness, poverty, and strife. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Say with me, my case is different. I'm a lover, a servant of God. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Hold on to your confession of faith. Time will test you. The devil will use time to wear you out. But you need to confess time works for me and not against me. Time will prove that I am faithful. Time will prove that I'm a faithful believer. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Say with me one more time. My words matter. My heart matters. My action matters. Hallelujah. Generational curses come because of generational behavioral patterns that have opened doors to demons. Devils are used to camping there. It's their haven. For example, there can be generations of devils that are used to controlling the children. You know, the children must do whatever the parents say. The children must do whatever the grandparents say. You study what I tell you to study. Otherwise, I'm not paying for your uni fees. What is that? That's the spirit of control. And because one generation to the next works like that, that spirit of control, that controlling devil has its way in that family, in that household for a long time. And it's not going to leave that easily. It can also be a spirit of gluttony. You know, one generation after the next, because we work so hard. So after we've worked so hard, we're used to having a big meal. Just a big meal. And one generation after the next is used to having a big meal, a big meal, a big meal. And that devil that has camped in that culture or that family is not going to leave that easily. It's called generational curses. They can come as sickness. One generation, great, great, great grandfather has eyeball decay. Generational blindness. Generational blindness, one after the next. I know that as as soon as I turn 40, I'm going to turn blind. And then the, the child says, I know even now I'm 17, I'm already exhibiting some symptoms. Heart problems, heart failure, depression, oppression, rebellion. Generations of divorce. My great, great, great grandfather has two wives, had two wives, had two wives. And then my parents, they divorced. And now I'm always fighting. I'm always fighting with my spouse. We're always fighting. 
You can see. How do we know that curses are at work? Because they are consistent. You can see a pattern. Curses come when, when we are not obeying even the second commandment. How many of us know that we have two commandments? One is commandment to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, not a little bit. Not a little bit. All of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength. And the second one, to love my neighbor as myself. Disobedience to the commandments will bring curses. So if you're not grateful to your parents, and you're always dishonoring your parents, dishonoring your elders, even your spiritual elders, you display a very bad attitude, you think about bad about them, think bad about them, or you ignore them, you disregard them, you know, you're activating a curse on yourself. If you're always striving in the house with each other, talking bad about each other, always pick faults with one another, you're activating the curse. And sometimes you don't understand. I've been serving God for so long. I've been a Christian for so long. How come I have all these things that still happen in my life? It's because you are disobeying the second commandment. Is that okay? Thank you, Jesus. Rebellion says, I don't believe in all this I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Your choice is to live life God's way and not your way. Amen. God's way is being and doing right. Either you submit to him and his word or you rebel against him and his word. It's your choice. What are some of the symptoms that one is under a curse? Let me show you, tell you some of the symptoms. A loss of self-control. You're driven by outside forces, tempted by outside circumstances and people. Moved by the look of the people instead of the heart of God. Loss of self-control. Number two, driven in the soul, tormented by dark forces, haunted by voices at night and having regular nightmares, insomnia, frequent nightmare and sickness. Having patterns of sickness, generational divorces, sickness and deaths. Poverty is also a curse listed in Deuteronomy chapter 28. A lot of Asians, because our background was very, very poor. And as a result of that spirit of poverty, everyone worked extremely hard into toiling, believing in our own efforts, believing in our own strength instead of believing in God. That is a demon at work. Operating with a stingy and mean and holding devil. Understand that demons are mean and stingy and demons hoard. Keep everything to yourself. How do I know that I have curses following, following me? When you're constantly struggling, you're constantly confused and depressed. Or you're constantly in strife. You're constantly irritated. Little things would irritate you and you get very angry with people. And it's very hard for you to forgive. It would take you ages to forgive. 
or you exhibit symptoms of withdrawal. You find it hard to work with others. You tend to withdraw to yourself. It's like nobody knows me but God and myself. That's the devil talking to you. Another uh, symptoms that we need to realize is when you have reproductive issues, inability to conceive, a tendency to miscarry, failure to menstruate, irregular menstruation, debilitating menstrual cramps, having cysts, tumors, growths, or structural defects affecting the reproductive organs. Generational sicknesses can also be mental and emotional. So does blessing and cursing operate at random? So it's like whatever the devil wants to do? No. Blessing and cursing, they do not operate at random. In fact, they operate by principles. And that's why we need to know the truth. And the truth will set us free. Amen. Everything to do with God. Christians, we must not move by feelings. God, if it's your will, you will heal me. Well, if the gift, if the the gifts of healings is in operation, then you can be healed. But even then, in an evangelical crusade, not everybody is healed. But God has given us principles, how to have his healing, how to have his presence, how to have his blessings. And the same with devils. Devils also have to operate by principles. They have to operate with the sin of men. Only when you sin, then devils can attack you. Understand that. Go to Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. Proverbs 26, verse 2. As the bird by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the curse, come on, what's the word? What's the word? Causeless shall not come. One more time. So the curse, causeless shall not come. That means without a reason. The curse cannot come to you. Without a reason, the devil cannot attack you. So blessing and cursing operate by principle. Let me show you some of the principles. Ignorance is the law of cursing. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's why in-depth study of the Bible is important. That's why you need to listen to a God-given teacher. It's one of the fivefold ministries. Stubbornness and rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. So it's the law of cursing. Grace is only given to the humble. Speaking and acting against Israel will bring a curse. Dishonoring your parents, your elders, striving in your marriage, striving at work, Striving in church will activate the law of cursing. Objects that open doors to devils and bring demonic activities. You have the list in your hand, the old cows, 
Illicit sexual acts can also bring about cursing, incest, bestiality, homosexuality, or activate the law of cursing. Abortion, oppression of the poor, widows and orphans also activate cursing. All right, let's talk about deliverance. <laughs> deliverance. So you have a list that tells you the occults and the things that you have in your house. All right, even books. Martial arts, qigong, all those activate the law of cursing. Why? Because they believe in spirits. Martial arts, you know, talk to the people. They believe in the spirits. It's the spirit of kung fu. It's the spirit of martial art. And they are not the Holy Ghost. They are not angels. They are demons. They are practiced in the Ogaos. They worship the dead. It's part of the Chinese culture, very sad to say. So when you have those books in your house, when you have those idols in your house, demons legally attach themselves to them. And demons, before you know it, they will attack your family. They will attack your family members. They will give them dreams. They will give them images. They will give them nightmares. They will influence their thinking. They will influence their mental health. What is the kind of sickness that causes people to wake up at night and wander around? Huh? Sleepwalking. Remember the Shakespeare, Macbeth, Lady Macbeth. She was sleepwalking. It's demonic. Your body is made to function healthily. Can we say amen? To function healthily. Can we say Amen. Don't put in anything that is occultic, devilish into your mind, into your house. Go home and get rid of them. Can we say amen? Get rid of them from your heart, from your mind, from your life, and you shall be blessed. Let's go to deliverance. Once you humble yourself in sincere repentance and look up to God, you can reverse curses into blessings. Can we say amen? So genuinely repent. Can I ask you all to stand with me? Let's repent of the sin of our ancestors that we do not know. Let's repent of the sin of our parents. You may not know, but since you have been born into that family, you've been born into that bloodline, you need to stand in the gap as an intercessor. And repent and get rid of that. Can we say amen? So can I ask you to lift up your hearts and lift up your hands and stay with me. Father God, I come to you in sincere repentance. I repent for the sin of my ancestors, of my parents, the worship of idols, the sin of rebellion. I repent. The sin of violence, the sin of speaking bad words, the sin of self-love, I repent. The sin of fear, the sin of unbelief, I repent. The sin of hoarding to themselves, seeking their own advantage, the sin of selfishness, unforgiveness, I repent. Lord, I stand in the gap. I repent 
on behalf of all my ancestors, I repent and I come to you. I release, I let go, release myself from all the bondages and the captivity that try to come to me through my generations. I repent in sincerity and in truth. From now on, I'm a child of God. God is my source. Jesus is my Lord. Your church is my family. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I live for you. I live by you. I live through you. I demolish, get rid of all idols in my life in Jesus' name. And I'll do my part and stand in the gap for my children and my children's children. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Lift up your hands right now. Stay lifted. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all generational sicknesses. I bind them right now. I bind them in the name of Jesus. All generational sicknesses, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. Go right now. Generational sickness of the heart, of the eyes, of the mind, of the memory. Go in the name of Jesus. Bind all depression. Go in Jesus' name. Generational depressions, generational stinginess, poverty. Go in Jesus' name. Go in the name of Jesus. Generational divorce, generational divorces, marriage breakdown, divorces. Go in Jesus' name. Generational overweight, generational gluttony. Go in the name of Jesus. Generational rebellion. Go in Jesus' name. Go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. Jesus is your Lord. I release the blessings of God in your life. Release the blessings of God over your life. A new beginning. A new beginning. A new beginning. A new creature. A new beginning. Live unto God. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Serve God, serve God, bless his people, serve God, bless mankind, live unto him, live unto God, give no foothold to the devil. Say with me, I forgive everyone who has hurt me, harmed me, I forgive, I no longer harbor bitterness, grudges, unforgiveness, go in the name of Jesus. My soul is free, free, free of all junk, free of all rubbish. My soul is free to serve God. Amen. Amen. Come on, uh, touch your own body, your body. Put your hand on your body, wherever that you're hurting. My body is fearfully and wonderfully made. No more curses. All curses go in the name of Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Every part of my body, my brain, all my organs, ligaments, muscles, nerves, 
blood vessels, every part, kidneys, liver, every part, bowels, all to do well, all to do well, renewed every day, rejuvenated every day. My body serve the Lord. My body serve the Lord. I can run. I can walk. I can jump. I can lift up my hands. Come on. I can lift up my hands. I can lift up my hands. Both hands. Come on. Both hands. My shoulders are good. Not frozen. My joints are good. Not frozen. My caps, my kneecaps are good. Every part in my body, the part that is supposed to be flexible, movable, can move, can move, can move. I'm mobile, not pinned down. I'm mobile to serve the Lord all the time. My sleep is peaceful. Insomnia, go! Leave in Jesus' name. Nightmares. Go. Leave. Sleepwalking. Go. Leave. Demonic disturbances at night. Go. Leave. Demonic disturbances in the daytime. Go. Leave in Jesus' name. I'm free to rest. I'm free to rest. Whom the sun says free is free indeed. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have the musicians to come? Thank you, Jesus.